0: Welcome to another Jamie's Farm podcast and today we're going to be thinking with some young people's help about their use and the meaning of technology and phones in their lives. You may well be asking why this subject, why now? Well, I think that it's a very important potential part of a jigsaw that we're trying to understand about how children's lives have radically changed from even three years ago. And one of the statistics which has shocked me most was reading from the child commissioner that one in four children are now persistently absent from school as opposed to three years ago, one in nine I think the world that young people are growing up in is so radically different from what it was ten years ago and we're trying at Jamie's Farm to get alongside the minds and thoughts of young people to understand what it is that actually helps them and what they find challenging. As many people know when young people come to Jamie's Farm they spend the five days of their residential without their phones. This, of course, gives us a segue into many interesting, some kind of robust conversations with children about their attitudes to phones, their effects, and both the good and bad ways in which they feel that they affect their lives. We would really like to enter a conversation with other people about how we can better support children to navigate this world of technology and smartphones. It seems to us that there is a major role that they play in a children's lives, but often behind closed doors. And as adults, we're absent to help mitigate or support conversations that might be taking place there or influences that descend into a child's life. Recently, I spoke to Jack, who has been a Jamie's Farm ambassador and, and apprentice, about his views on phones and technology.
1: Our dependency on computer technology fuels culture, fuels relationships, fuels, it's, it's a limb in your, in your life, it's a part of your brain, it's, uh, it, it's interacted in every area of your environment in which you would interact with. It's it's a dependency, you immediately grab it without even doing it. You're constantly looking at it, it's a huge um, dependency. And you, it's, a, it's, as you're right, it's a great power, um, but I'm gonna steal from Spider-Man here. Yeah. It's, with great power comes great responsibility, but yeah. no one's teaching you how to yeah. handle that responsibility. Yeah.
0: As adults, I wonder if it's time for us to collectively take responsibility rather than turn a blind eye or shy away to find together ways to protect young people and help give them the tools to navigate this complex world of technology. It makes me think that I wouldn't give a large tub of ice cream to a small child and invite them to eat as much as they want, knowing that it would make them feel sick. And in the same way, if we turn our heads and have no censorship, no limits, no boundaries on the use of phones, we're allowing children to overindulge in a way that can be harmful for them. I'd like to speak to another young person to hear their views.
1: Uh, it's relaxing, I feel more relieved because when I'm at home and I'm just on my phone, I realised that it was like, that's what was making me like depressed and yeah. In what way? Like I'll just stay home in my bed on my phone then if I have nothing to do on my phone, I go out, and then when I go out, I just come home a bit late.
0: Right, and and do you in the evening? Do you have your phone with you all night, or does do your parents take your phone away in the evening? I have it with me all night, and how's that? Do you, how do you get to sleep? I just use my phone until I'm tired. Oh, yeah. What sort of time would that be?
1: Like, sometimes one or two.
0: Mm. Does that have an effect for the next day?
1: Yeah, because then I'm tired and then I don't want to go to school.
0: And then... Are you late? (laughs) Yeah, I'm late and I get the
1: tensions.
0: Listening to this young woman, we can hear that having access to her phone whenever she likes, particularly in the evenings, has real consequences on her sleep, which we know affects a child's health and concentration and ability to learn, and on her ability to get out of bed in the morning and get to school, which can lead to detentions, which in themselves can lead to other forms of resistance and consequences in the attitudes of a young person. Smartphones on the other side can be a source of comfort and connection and a way to keep in touch with others. And we need to recognise that particularly during the lockdowns, this was very important for children who couldn't go out But it seems that some of them are saying that it's become a way of being and they now avoid the effort that it would take to walk down the road and say hello to people or meet them in person. However, for those who are very introverted and some children with special needs, it is interesting that the phone has connected them to the world and to their peers and other things in a rather magical way. It just seems to me that it is also opening them to a world that, if it's unfiltered and unseen by those who are their carers, they may not have any scope for protecting themselves at editing out the parts that have negative a consequence. One young person was brave enough to talk about her own experience.
1: Um. I've received, like, many, like, hateful comments, kind of. But there's, like, many ways to, like, get rid of them. Maybe by deleting them or blocking them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes cyberbullying can get even worse and you'd have to delete your whole account. But there's a point where it gets where it kind of, like, crosses the line, Mm -hmm. and
0: yeah. Yeah, so when it's happened to you, how's that impacted on you, how that's affected you?
1: Um, it obviously made me, like, less confident. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, so maybe making it harder to trust people and, and friendship.
1: Um, I guess that also impacted, because like you can make online friends, but but you can never know how they're like in real life. Mm.
0: It seems we need to be particularly careful when we think about the use of phones with young children and even teenagers, given that the way their brains are formed, they are functioning much more in an emotional centre their needs for social contact are so great, their desire to follow impulses, their black and white thinking, all of these things override reasoning. Teenagers also have always said and done things they may regret in the moment, and usually these things can be worked through in person, but now they're shared over the phone, they're stored forever So, for example, sending a message or a photo that's inappropriate can go viral. And if, for instance, it's of sexual content, this can cause massive damage to the mental health of the person who's been exposed. Mistakes are becoming permanent and public. There's a way in which things become headlines that formerly would have been just written into the text of life. Given children are also impressionable and habit phoning, forming, (laughs) phoning on the brain, it seems that the power of phones can also lead to addiction. We hear them talking themselves about this. It stops them taking the time to think something through or to feel, to reflect. It's very easy to run away from the discomfort of your own feelings and thoughts by going onto a phone for distraction. Yet an important part of development is the processing of our thoughts and feelings and thinking things through. It makes me wonder whether in fact this very quick, responsive, instant gratification that can come through the phone where you can change channels, you can change messaging systems, you can be entertained, you can up the ante, might mean that it's actually making it harder for children to learn in schools given the way that we more traditionally are developing their learning and the learning styles that are there. It may be that we're affecting children's ability to concentrate, to persevere. Some of the children have articulated these things themselves in other conversations that I'd like to share with you. And during lockdown, when you had your phone and you couldn't go and meet people, what was the effect on you? Do you think it was helpful at times or unhelpful? Um... In what way?
1: Because it kept me, like, I it had, it had something to do.
0: It kept you connected to people? Yeah. 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 Anybody else felt that during lockdown in particular? What was it like having... Yeah, Oh, with well,
1: we you really had, like, get a connection with your phones. You couldn't really go out and have human yeah. contact, so you were really, like, stuck on your phone for mm-hmm. human contact, like, You're searching for the
0: is it ch- now you can have contact yeah. with friends?
1: We've still, we still got a lot of addiction, If you know what I mean? We, 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 it's a it's lot easier like, now we to school, we don't use our phones at school. It's so like people turn ready. into alcoholics during the quarantine.
0: We just what? turn into yeah, phone yeah. addicts. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> them didn't <laughs> so, get clean from so like, drinking, like, drinking,
1: so we didn't get we clean from our phones. So. That makes
0: complete sense to me. Your body, your mind... It's got exactly.
1: F- like, it's, it's like an addiction at this point. Like, just because we're young people, it's phones and technology. Don't mean it's yeah, not as bad as like, like alcohol and like, like, drugs like, and stuff, like we actually need our phones for everything, like we like survive off our phones and stuff, so it's like we've got that like, like we, we need that like support from our phones if you get what I mean, because sometimes it's not even like your friends and stuff like that that like you get from like your phones, it's like the apps, like the distraction from like stuff that's happening in reality.
0: And it's like, you know... That's a really good point. So it's like, actually, it can be a positive comfort to take you away from things that you might be worrying about. It seems that there are more questions than answers to be found when we enter into this territory. But the one thing that we've learned at Jamie's Farm is that it is possible to take phones away from children for a week and that they themselves reflect on this as giving them a whole other experience of life. It makes them more engaged physically, they socially engage with one another, they have more chance to navigate parts of life that they avoid if they just live in their rooms with their technology. And their sense of self and their self-esteem blossoms. And this isn't always the case when left to their own devices at home with phones. Maybe a simple first step is to find some more phone-free time, to take the phones away or establish family times, group times, um, times apart from school where rightly the children aren't allowed access the whole time, but time where we set the boundaries so that we can have that more human connection. I think that the values and culture that we negotiate in the world By living, breathing, doing together can be missing in the phone culture, and maybe there needs to be a lobbying to actually make sure that some of those things that really are about creating a compassionate society are more encouraged. That moral compass that children need to develop isn't always assisted through the use of technology. I think when you meet a child head-on or you they argue about the value of the phone, you can end up in just a tug-of-war and it can feel fruitless. Sometimes I find that we just set a clear boundary that's non-negotiable but make it clear overall in the other ways that we care and are concerned about children that their interests are at heart and we want them to try this as an experiment at the same time as being willing to listen to the fallout that might come from them not having access to telephones. Maybe we can create more debate between peers, do more group work in schools, to let them have a chance to speak out loud and share their feelings. And also to teach critical thinking, given that the phone can be the place where a lot of false information is transferred. I think that overall for children's preparation for life, the ability to question things and have a healthy scepticism is important. We would love to hear from people, their thoughts, to hear them share ideas that can be used to support for all of us who are involved with working with, living with and supporting children in our lives. Thank you for listening.